Wait, wait, what are we recording? Is this show? Am I on TV? <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. Autobots transform. <laughs> Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 16 of season one of Transformers Animated. It is Megatron Rising Part 2. This episode was written by Marty Eisenberg, who's going to close out the season because he opened it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last time on Transformers Animated, Megatron finally rallied his Decepticons and was able to acquire the key, allowed himself to become whole again. And in this episode, he has blown out of the top of Sumdak's lab and he descends towards the ground with like swords in hand ready to face the Autobots. Yep, and the Autobots attack, but he just cuts Bulkhead's wrecking ball off and then just sends him flying and then he does Copter's spinny blade bit to block Prowl's batarangs. Yeah, he uh, he kicks a lot of ass very quickly. He hits something, and, like he's starting to cause a bridge to collapse, so Optimus gives credit to Bumblebee, but he's like, time for a Bumblebee trick! Yeah. And uh, whips his wheels out of his ankles and like, you know, skids, drives, rollerblades, whatever yeah. along the ground, uh, using his axe as a booster, grabs these two kids, puts them to safety, and he's like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> it's the same kids from the first episode, remember that? Like, when the, it the is, group... yeah. It's because they had the builds already done for those kids, so it's cheaper. And back with Megatron, he's about to get Prowl back for that business with his arm 50 years ago, but because we're still not playing Fire Emblem, Prime launches his axe with his grappler thing and knocks Megatron's sword away. Yeah, but then Megatron kind of, well, he, he just keeps kicking ass. He ends up grabbling, grabbing the grappling, grabbing the, uh, the rope from the grappling hook and, like, whipping Optimus into a building, Mm -hmm. which is the flaw in that grapple hook. Optimus can't seem to be able to detach it from himself. He should be able to. So he gets whipped around a lot. But Blitzwing and Lugnut are watching this and up in the lab, and Blitzwing won't let Sumdak leave. And but this is okay, this is there were a couple things I referenced in the last episode that just didn't become relevant in this episode or fizzle out. And there's this whole thing here where Starscream is like, do I kill Bumblebee for Megatron? Or do I ally with B and kill Megatron? I don't know. I like when he's having this monologue, he's just kind of juggling Bumblebee around, but he's got (laughs) Bumblebee by the throat. Bumblebee's like, well... You give up yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with the key in his possession, down on the ground, Megatron, he knows where the AllSpark is, and he says to Optimus, I don't even need you, because Optimus has this bit of like, I'll never tell you! He's like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't need you for that. And he just shows him Sari's key, that now he's wearing it like a ring, and he just punches Prime the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Like, like he's in a, a Prime-shaped hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, the when... Uh, Starscream sees that. He's like, well, fuck it. Toss us uh, B away. And all the Decepticons uh, congregate around Megatron. And Starscream right away it goes on like, I'm so glad to see you. I'm second in command. Nobody forget. Yep. And Megatron's like, oh, it's so great you're here to see this Starscream for this moment when I get my revenge on the one that defeated me 50 years ago. And he powers up his fusion cannon and points it at Prime. And then he smashes Starscream one and drains his power with the key oh wait sorry phone hello oh yeah and where are you calling from it's a mile away again huh oh you saw that coming huh all right bye sorry i had to take a call yeah but this was the kind of what i was saying like they put a lot of work into saying oh starscream's got machinations he's planning what side is he going to be on and then they just kill him which as a viewer tells me he's obviously not dead he's coming back yeah you don't kill off starscream but it's almost like galvatron in the movie though like the same exact scene where 
because even afterwards, Megatron's like, does anyone else have a problem with my leadership? Yeah. Uh, but OK, so this they got me back right away here where Megatron says Decepticons transform and rise up. That was good to hear. Yeah. And there is a solid Megatron transformation. It is a very long and detailed one. And it is. we see his new vehicle mode and it's some kind of helicopter with two rotors and a huge friggin' gun on the front. It's like a G.I. Joe kind of a thing, really, is what it reminded me of. And commercial break. Uh, do you know what it reminded me of? I can't remember his name, but he's like the Baron or something from Mask. He had a jet slash helicopter. Oh, remi- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of that with Megatron's hand cannon in the front of it. But yeah, when we come back, uh, Sumdak finds the Autobots and basically he confesses everything. Yep, it's all his fault and he tells them the whole story. And 50 years ago, he found Megatron's head and got the VIN numbers off it and did all kinds of trickery and made his own <laughs> automatons. And Bulkhead's like, man, you had that guy all this time and you didn't tell us? And Dr. Sumdak's like, well, Megatron said he was your friend and he didn't want you to see him without his body. Yeah, and I'm an idiot and I fell for such bad, obvious lies. Uh, Prowl's pissed off at him too. And then Optimus says, hey, look, look, that's not the point. We need to go stop Megatron, but they're all so beat up they can't do shit. Yeah, they can't transform and they don't have Sari's key to repair them. But Dr. Sumdak thinks there should be enough residual energy, he calls it, from Sari's key in the lab equipment. And really, that's the first place he goes when they mention Sari's key. Oh, yeah, by the way, where the hell is my daughter? You alien robot bastards. But oh, yeah, maybe we can fix you. Like, what about Sari? And and, and what's he going to do with this energy? Like, whatever. Like, (laughs) this... Uh, here's what's important though, is that we go to Ratchet and he's on tele or he's on the ship asking Teletran one to run a security check. And when he runs it, he sees on top of Fr- uh, frozen Lake Erie, um, black arachnia with who on top, but sorry. Yeah. She's just walking along in spider mode and Sari's riding on her back. And now with them, black arachnia asks if like, are you sure this is the way to the Autobot ship? And they start arguing and then she transforms and grabs Sari, but then she recognizes her own footprints in the snow on the ice and realizes Sari was leading her in circles. Yeah, yeah. It was, eh, was kind of clever on Sari's part. Uh, Black Arachne's like, look, tell me or I'm going to fucking kill you, basically. And Sari says, oh, you're here. You're just like several hundred meters too high. Can you hold your breath? I think she says. And just as Black Arachne realizes it's underwater, the ship rises out of the ice. Mm-hmm. Because apparently Black Arachnia, because of her organic half, would have to, you know, breathe. So she could never get to it anyway. But yeah, the ship comes through the ice and because with one hand and no key, Ratchet got the thing working, I guess. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it flies off into the air and they're still on top of the thing. And then Sari bites Black Arachnia's hand that's holding her, which makes her throw Sari away. And conveniently, Ratchet just leans out the door, grabs her, like, yoink, and yeah. pulls her in, shuts the door. <laughs> and then the thrusters really kick in. Black Arachnia goes flying. Never going to see her again. Yep. Dead or paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and inside, I like this, that Sari... Sorry's talking to Ratchet. He's bringing her up to speed. And then she finds out he lost the key. And she's like, what? Yeah, he's like, well, technically I lost my hand. <laughs> the key just happened to be in it at the time. And she's like, dude, what the fuck? After going on how I couldn't be trusted to keep it safe. And he's like, look, I yeah. wasn't looking forward to telling you either, but I'd rather face Megatron than that. And she's like, well, you're going to get your chance because sure enough, flying straight at them is Megatron. Yes, the Decepticons approach and back to some deck. He's repaired or finished repair on the Autobots, and they're basically wallowing in their own self-pity. No, we're never going to get it. We don't have the key. We, meh, meh, meh. And Optimus apologizes to the others for basically for being a jerk. 
Yeah, calling them insubordinate malfunctions. And, you know, do you think you guys could teach me how to repair friendships because, you know, you're maintenance bots? Or he has some line about teaching Academy bot how to repair the friendship. And they all put their hands in, like in Hardcore Logo. But then Ratchet gets on the radio and he's got three Decepticons on his ass and needs some help. Yeah. And Optimus says, you know what? Don't engage with them. Just keep them on your tail. We're going to try to lead them off planet. And. I got really excited here for a little bit. Some Dak wants to join them, and he's like, look, I fucked up. I did real bad. Let me make good on what I did with Megatron. And as they're trying to explain why he can't come, the ship arrives, and Sari's just in the lab now. We don't know how she got in the ground. Um, <laughs> and she's like, get in, losers. We're going shopping. <laughs> yep. She's not about to let them out of her sight again. But then the Decepticons start attacking. So Prowl just grabs Dr. Sumdak. They all board the ship and Ratchet hits the gas and they start heading for space, I guess. Yeah. And this was what I was saying earlier, where I was like excited. I was like, oh my God, is season two going to be the Autobots and Sari and Sumdak adventuring through the cosmos and the Decepticons yeah. in the trail? That would be great TV. It's not. They get shot down. <laughs> But inside the ship, though, like, uh, Dr. Sumdeck's still going, oh, this is all my fault. And Sari's like, it's not your fault. Like, it's not like you built Megatron in your lab. Wait, you built Megatron in your lab? Yeah, that was, <laughs> I mean, I get that they want to, okay, let's just get that out of the way. So now Sari knows the whole deal and we don't have to <laughs> dwell on it. But I would have liked a really emotional moment where Sari loses, you know, put some tears in her eyes. This is the one time I want to see her get a little choked up and emotional where she realizes this is all her dad's fault. But no, they just brush it off pretty quick. <laughs> and one thing Ratchet said, it really made me laugh. He, after Ratchet hears this, he looks back and says, well, in that case, I don't feel so bad about losing your key. But yeah, the Decepticon <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. missiles reach the ship and hit it. And they're going down. Commercial break. And when we come back, the ship pulls up just before it hits the ground it's like skims along the ice a few maybe a dozen meters above it um and then hits something ramps up into the air crashes into a mountain and there was a shot here of their ship nose first into the side of the mountain that was reminiscent enough of the ark in the side of a volcano that i thought oh cut to four million years later please yes all it needed was that subtitle or better yet since we got tom kenny on the show a few moments later <laughs> a few moments later uh, so uh they don't have much time to really do anything because the decepticons attack right away yep and everyone's still sitting where they were with no seatbelts before their starship flew into a mountainside at high speed but yeah the and their hats are still hats. <laughs> but prime tells the humans you know stay inside and he and the Autobots run outside to do what they can with the Decepticons. Yeah, he has a bit of an emotional uh, speech here. He's like, we can do it. We can stand up. I'm, I've never been prouder to work with Autobots like you. Let's go get them. And this was kind of a pretty good fight. It, it starts great because Bulkhead lunges into the air and tackles Lugnut in his vehicle mode. Yep, they go down and there's an explosion in the distance. And then Ratchet and Bumblebee do the cross the streams bit they come up with before. Zap Blitzwing, which just shuts off his engines and he starts to crash. Yes, but then we go back to Lugnut and Bulkhead and they uh, Lugnut transforms and he basically heaves Bulkhead. Like, Bulkhead got a good first hit in. It's like Rocky. Yeah. Rocky gets that first shot in an Apollo Creed. And now Apollo is going to lay some pain into Rocky. <laughs> just sends him flying and then he just starts the speech about, oh, Megatron this and Megatron that. But then Bulkhead fires his wrecking ball into Lugnut's arm before he can do his rocket 
ground punch attack, I guess. Yeah. And that detonates the bomb inside. I don't guess what it is. And it just blasts him a country mile. And Bulk is like, you talk too much. That was pretty clever. Uh, we then go back to Blitzwing, who's in tank mode, because Ratchet, Prowl, and B didn't see where he crashed. And he comes roaring out in tank mode and just starts opening fire I was going to say randomly, but it's not even random. It's just pure chaos. Yeah, he's just shooting this way and that. And then I guess his power comes back online because he transforms back into a jet and starts blasting at them from the air. So the fight continues now with Megatron, who's shooting at Optimus. uh, And uh, Optimus jumps out of the way, but grapples Megatron just as he flies away and gets yanked in the air. Um, And this was kind of neat where he, he, I think he charged his axe or maybe he didn't, but he heaves it and tries to basically slice into Megatron's jet boosters. Yeah, it doesn't really do much to Megatron, but it does cause Megatron to crash with Optimus right behind him. And sorry, sees this on a monitor and goes to run out of the room. But uh, we don't know where she's going yet. And Dr. Sumdak, he's just calmly fixing a toaster or whatever it is with a <laughs> screwdriver. And he's like, uh, sorry, it's a good chance we're about to die here. And I, there's something I really should tell you, but she's nope, she needs her key to fix them or whatever she says and just runs out of the room. Okay, so there's going to be something obviously with sorry that she doesn't know. I would bet real money that the writers of this show at this point had no fucking clue what it would be. And they were like, hey, let's just put in something that there's something crazy with Sari because we have to justify why this kid is here. <laughs> so here's our here's our little hook for the end of season two. Ooh, there's a mystery with Sari. She's a Terminator. <laughs> And back outside, the Autobots are wondering how they can fight a flying Decepticon, the Blitzwing. But Prowl's got it all figured out. And he knows or he's realized that Blitzwing's vehicle mode matches his personalities. And this will require Bumblebee's greatest power, his being fucking annoying. (laughs) Which props to the show. They know who they're writing. So B goes out and he's basically just taunting Blitzwing, who's in jet mode, firing these ice missiles at him yeah i guess and but sure enough it's just stupid insults like your mother was a snowblower things like that but uh but sure enough it pisses blitzwing off so much that he just transforms into a tank and well down he goes even though he went down the last time they dealt with him when they crossed the streams at him and then he was back seconds after that so whatever uh but apparently this time it destroys him we then go to (laughs) sorry and she makes it to the allspark box and when she gets there, she's like, please open, please open. It does, cracks open a bit, and projects a DNA helix at her. Yeah, she doesn't really understand what that means. Because she before that, she asked, why did you choose me in the first place? And I guess this is the thing's answer. But she doesn't understand what that means. And back Can outside, I make, I'm going to make another prediction, Paul, is that just because it was the AllSpark showing a DNA helix, somehow Black Arachnia, season two or three, is going to, this. that's going to be the moment where she switches sides, like much like she did in Beast Wars. Okay. Um, because it's like, because you're both Cybertronian and organic, you hold the key and she's going to have to like sacrifice herself or something. Black Arachne is going to have something to do with that. Okay. Prediction. 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 <laughs> but uh, back outside, it's blindfold and cigarette time for Optimus and we get a long transformation of Megatron again, but it's just the other way around. Back they, in- just, yeah, they just, it's the exact same footage just reversed. But it's got all the anime speed lines and it looks really fucking cool. But It does. But uh, Optimus gets a runoff and tackles Megatron through the wall of the ship into the cargo bay and they nearly flatten sorry. Yeah, they land right beside her. Uh, Megatron gets up, tosses Optimus aside very quickly. I still love how much 
or how little of a of a threat Optimus really is to Megatron. Um, it's like your kid brother coming at you. <laughs> anyway, he then tosses Sari aside and he opens the box and claims the AllSpark just like that. It works. Yeah, he just brushes Sari aside. And I've waited four million stellar cycles for this, and he pulls the thing out, sticks it in his chest, and he's going to revitalize Cybertron for all Decepticons. But first, I'm going to destroy this planet that held me prisoner for 50 years. Yeah, he moves on uh, Sari and oh, and Optimus, but then gets a, a zap in the heel, and Sumdak has this old-school-looking cattle prod with yes. batteries attached to it. And this was actually kind of clever. Sumdak's like, I reverse-engineered you for the last 30 years. You think I don't know how to deal with you? And this cattle prod throws Megatron's equilibrium off, and he can't walk. Mm-hmm. But Megatron's like, yeah, that's cute. And, you know, it's just armor plating and something else. But you don't know shit about Cybertronian Sparks. And he's about to stomp Dr. Sumdak to paste. But then Optimus gets up and tackles him again. Which Megatron replies to with a huge blast of all spark energy that blows Optimus into a wall. And, oh, oh, no, this is what, when when um, Megatron, we forgot to say this, when Megatron trips over from the equilibrium thing, he drops the key, and Sari grabs it. Mm-hmm. And now that he's got Optimus pinned against the wall, shooting all this all-spark energy at him, Sari's like, Optimus, and throws her key, and he grabs it, and punches the all-spark in Megatron's chest with it. Yeah, and Megatron ignites in blue flame, starts screaming, um, and this here, this is our teamwork moment. Every episode's got one. Sari, now that she's on the key to Optimus. She opens a door. Optimus gives him a shove. Megatron goes flying out the door and explodes. And a little bit later, Sari asks, because they're all just kind of sitting out there in the sun setting, and Sari asks if Optimus destroyed the AllSpark, and he's, no, I just dispersed it. Well, that's kind of a fucking euphemism, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't but worry. The key... I, I, didn't, I didn't destroy the plate when I dropped it in the ground. I just dispersed it <laughs> along the ground. But now, apparently, this key is the most powerful remaining Cybertron artifact and it's too dangerous for an Autobot to protect so he gives it back to an eight-year-old girl. Yeah the emotionally it's the right thing to do logically it's still not however uh, we then go to Sari we flash forward a bit she's using her key to fix up all the Autobots um, and she's like oh hey uh, by the way Where's my dad? Mm -hmm. And then we go to Megatron, and he's seriously banged up and smashed, but still alive. And in his hand is Dr. Sumdak, who somehow survived. Because he has some grasp of Cybertronian technology after working with it for 50 years, Dr. Sumdak manages to throw together some kind of stun weapon from shit he found lying around the Autobot ship that was effective enough to drop Megatron to his knees, however briefly. And sure, he was keeping Megatron a secret until recently, but now that the cat's out of the bag, wouldn't he have told the Autobots everything he knows about Megatron, including how to incapacitate him as soon as possible? He's known about Decepticons ever since Starscream leveled entire city blocks of Detroit. He's seen that the Autobots' weapons are essentially useless against the Decepticons, and this is the most powerful Decepticon by far. The Decepticons are everyone's problem, including his, and anything will be better than what the Autobots have to work with now to deal with them. Like, if you own a pest control company and your neighbor's house is packed to the rafters with termites and ants and cockroaches and shit, are you just going to watch them walking around with a fly swatter, or are you going to offer to fumigate the place and have it done before the bugs move into your house? Might not be your problem yet, but it's soon gonna be, unless something gets done about it. You can handle the situation. 
Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. The next episode we're going to review isn't a review. It's going to be Transformers Animated Season 1 Wrap-Up. If you want to see two guys who should probably shut up, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at pmcpherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends. Tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Well, technically, I lost my hand.